Hello, friends, and welcome to the most glorious of events, the Movie Mavericks Podcast. This outstanding program is hosted by two fine gentlemen, Jason and Trevor. Now make it so. MovieMavericks.com Hey now, everybody, welcome to episode 367. Is that right? Wow. It is. Yes. Wow. Uh, wow. Getting up there. Yeah. We're no Joe Rogan yet, but we're, we're getting up there. You know, this is uh, the Movie Mavericks podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson. Sitting over Jason Rugard. He's got a rundown. We are definitely not the Rogan experience. We, uh, this is a, this is a party we, of two. We didn't sell out yet. <laughs> to be fair, no one's offered, so. Yeah. I mean, I would sell out we cheap would if in somebody. A they just, yeah. just haven't offered. Please. Yeah. We were, we work for cheap. Uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight because we have been off the air for quite some time. We are back at it, and we've seen a bunch of shit. Not all shit, but there's definitely some shit mixed <laughs> in there. And a lot of things have happened in the movie sphere, uh, all the news and out there, what's going on. We're going to go over a lot of things tonight. But so first, much. let's bring back a little something we did, some trivia. Cause, uh, yeah, we got this uh, Obsessed with Hollywood book here. Yep. 2,500 questions. Um uh, test your knowledge of the silver screen. So, yeah, we will. We will test our knowledge here. Let's have us pitch choosing a question for us now. 1041. All right. He has to consult the almanac, the movie the, almanac. The, yeah, the, yes. This is not the sports almanac that will make Pages. us all rich. It's an actual uh, physical well, book. As long as it's from a certain period of time, then yes. Younger audiences won't understand what that. that noise is. That's a page flipping in a this book. This is a, a, a book um, yeah. that I'm so using. things you see in the library. So, question 1040. Uh, I don't believe this is, will be easy, but it is an Ed Wood question. Ooh. Ed Wood is revered as the single worst filmmaker in the history of cinema. Which of these Wood-directed pictures does not feature actor Bella Lugosi? Ooh, Bella! Let's shoot this fucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that line. Come on, Eddie, let's shoot this. Fucker. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, it, it is one would. of my favorites. Tim Burton movie. Uh, yeah, underrated Johnny fantastic. Depp movie. Everyone always yes. points to the flashy Johnny He's Depp great movies as like Ed Pirates. Well. I think it's one of his best performances, if not my favorite Johnny Depp performance. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so A. Glenn or Glinda. B. Plan Nine from Outer Space. C. Bride of the Monster. Or D. Night of the Ghouls. Hmm. I'm going to say Glenn or Glenda because I believe that was the one where he is the cross-dressing one, right? Isn't that like centered around? It is, around? but Bella Lugosi, I believe, um, has the, uh, she's pulling the strings. On everything Ed would ever did. If anyone remembers that. Uh, part of that. <sighs> I don't he's recall the strings. That. He's like the puppet. I'm pulling the strings. I think it's even <laughs> in that movie, Ed Wood, you know? <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's in that. So I would I would have to say it's either Bride of the Monster or Night of the Ghouls. And I believe that he is in Night of the Ghouls. Um, this is all just a guess here, but uh, what did he? when did he die? Night of the Ghouls? I don't know. I'm, I, my guess is C, Bride of the Monster, but I... I'm gonna go with you. I'm uh, riding with you on this one, bro. I, I already, I already blew, I already blew my wad with Glenn Ooh. and Glenda. What if it's Glenn or Glenda? I, Glenn, I'm going with Glenn or Glenda just to be just to be different here. Okay. Well, I put in C and it's incorrect. It is D, so it is Night of the Ghouls. You know what though? I okay. Well, that was a hard one. I because I never who watched. I like Bride your impersonation, but I don't know if it's an impersonation of Belagosi or if it's a impersonation of Martin Landau doing Belagosi. But I like it either way. Well, I tell you what, um, Martin Landau is so fucking good as Bella Lugosi. Um, for anyone that, that watches any of this stuff, uh, um, even uh, Johnny Depp does a fantastic Ed Wood. 
let me ask you this question. That was the year uh, that great. Martin Landau won the Best Supporting Oscar, mm-hmm. or Best Supporting Actor Oscar, f- over Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction, who a lot of people thought was going to be, you know, a shoe in for that. Do you think that that still holds up? Because that was my one thing in that movie. Whenever I watch and appreciate that movie, I always think in the back of my mind, is this a stronger performance than Jules? You're specifically talking about Ed Wood? Uh, no, it's Martin Landau won for Best Supporting Actor over Samuel L. Jackson for Jules, as Jules in uh, Pulp Fiction. Do you think it's a better performance overall? But he won for what movie? Uh, for Ed Wood, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> you got me maxed up there. I was like, really? No, this, what else should, this is what we get for recording um, this late night. Uh, yeah, I absolutely believe it was a better performance. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was Samuel L. Jackson, that movie. You know, as great as that is. Uh, don't get me wrong. But uh, Martin Landau, um, I don't know. He was given something a little extra in that Ed Wood movie. Um, he it really great became Bella Lugosi. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. That that story, I think Ed Wood is a better movie than Pulp Fiction by a, by a long shot as well. Um, and certainly more enjoyable for me. Strangely enough, I would you know I was obsessed with Pulp Fiction as were many people. I'm sure you were too when it first came out. But over the years, mm-hmm. I find it harder to sit through than I remember. And I've gone back to Ed Wood many more times. And I think that if you don't have Martin Landau in that role, it doesn't have the secret sauce to make Ed Wood what it is and how special it is because the chemistry between Depp and he. Uh, and I think that Samuel Jackson is integral to Pulp Fiction as well. But if it was done by somebody else, I think Pulp Fiction still works. I don't think Ed Wood works nearly at all without that Martin Landau role really kicking. Well, or I think Tim Burton or um, Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie that's made with love. Yeah, Tim Burton's firing on all cylinders Truly. in that movie. So, yeah. yeah, great film. All right, so let's talk some movie news. I mean, the big thing around the movie blogs and whatnot this week was that HBO Max has done this unprecedented move with skipping theaters completely for their entire 2021 slate. So any movie that was going to come out next year is going to now debut on HBO Max. What I'm curious this is... This is Warner Brothers movies, right? Yeah, this is uh, only going to be on HBO Max. So a couple things. One, is HBO Max now the best deal in all of streaming? Because it already had the best film library. And if you're going to get first run point, movies... Yeah. And so you better you better believe they're going to hike that subscription well, fee immediately. may be following suit. Um, I mean, this follows on the heels of Universal making a deal to lower the shorten the pay-per-view um, shorten the pay-per-view what was it if it's less than 60 million they can release it in 17 days if it makes over 60 million they have to wait 30 days regardless that was insane when that happened not but a month or two before this yeah i this is un- oh, excuse me this is unprecedented um uh, yeah for warner brothers uh and this is warner brothers this is a major major uh, studio uh, releasing straight to it's VOD crazy. day and date um, and not even VOD but streaming so uh, which what, is, blows my mind even more and Disney's maybe the- possibly doing this but yeah but Mulan right uh, which is which is out available now but when everyone did this earlier on this year they kind of played with this they charged extra for it this is not that this is different this is streaming for now for, for free think- well, there's a couple of oddities here. There's these movies, one thing, are they going to keep their original release date? So are they going to drop Yes, they said times? already, yes. Wow. Well, that's they unbelievable. Said same release date. Um, and they stay for 30, 30 days, days to stay on the service Why? and then they're off. Well, what does that mean? Where do they go? Well, they can still play in theaters, but um, 
I mean, all they're trying to do is augment the theatrical release right now, right? Which they which they technically don't even have. So they still want to release these movies, get people to see them in some way, shape, or form. They're paying the the, the fifteen dollars a month, whatever, for HBO. Uh, you know, thirteen bucks a month for Disney Plus. If Disney decides to do this, whoever does this, rip them from those things. So they're not technically part of that. They're just kind of a preview thing. And then if you want to um, get them now, you have to pay for them. You have to buy them. It's, so it's the same kind of a setup that they had before, but it's this weird bastardized thing where they just stream it uh, straight into you, I, which I don't know how that um, will translate to sales necessarily, right? To video on demand sales after a while. I'm not complaining. I'm so confused. Yes, but wh- where does these go from there? You said, where do they go? Well, they're supposed to go back to theaters, but how could that be? possible they couldn't go back to theaters no one's going and to they see couldn't these. what are they going to do put them on video on demand at that point i guess um so that you could pay to rent them um but why didn't you already just pay 15 dollars for an entire month of hbo well <laughs> you, you know? didn't answer my first I, question is hbo now the best deal in all of streaming i think yes as long it, it, only if uh, so there's a couple of options here in, uh, universal could put their stuff on peacock which is the NBC yep. uh, stuff and Disney could put their stuff on Disney plus. Right. So, so there could be possible um, scenarios in which um, the, I mean, Paramount could put their stuff on. Uh, um, uh, I can't remember what they have that, that Pluto TV. They, 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 everyone has some sort of a streaming facility. Crackle has Sony, Sony has Crackle. To, Sony has Crackle. So if Sony really wanted to, they could, they could do that. Although Crackle is free, but they could charge, a monthly fee. This could up all the streaming stuff, and so all the studios could could create their own streaming platform to some degree uh, on something. So it, the answer to that is that yes, right now this makes HBO the best, um, but this hurts Netflix big time. This is yeah. not. Uh, it, well, obviously, it hurts theaters. It destroys theaters, but it creates what we've been saying we've wanted for a long time, which is the studios have, all have their own. Libraries. streaming system you know i want and they all give you the, of the library i want the entire they're gonna start putting, library if they're going to start putting first run stuff on there then um the, they're going to start putting uh second third run you know the libraries are going to start showing up more great um which is going to be interesting and crazy i don't know i don't know how this pans out because for netflix right now netflix borrows heavily in order to invest in their movies so they don't charge enough and they're already charging 13 bucks whatever the same as disney plus all that stuff so that then lends the question if we're going to start running first run stuff on this is 15 dollars a month enough no right so and so so a year from now in 2022 after we've done this 2021 experiment uh yeah do prices do we still run day and date Run this stuff because uh, I'm only guessing a lot of studio or a lot of theaters are going to be shuttered. Um, yeah, do prices then go up to twenty, thirty dollars, forty dollars? Like, what's a movie pass value price for these? They're all going to have to kind of um, somehow align, right? Because you're going to want to buy for each of them. You're not just going to watch Warner Brothers movies. You're going to watch Universal. You're going to watch Paramount. You're going to watch Disney Fox, right? So you're going to have to buy all of them. <laughs> You're going to end up paying more than you oh did with cable. Oh, my God. But at yeah, least you'll have saddled. new movies because, my God, it, it, this last year has been so horrendous. Oh, yeah, we've been in a drought. Oh. We've been in a drought here for a while. And uh, but it is insane that we're going to be. And I'll tell you what. On Christmas Day, you bet your ass I'll be watching Wonder Woman. 
I know you will too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hope HBO releases some viewership numbers because I would love to know how many millions of people sign up for the service and then watch that movie and what that translates to because uh, it's you know it's it really is nice that if you are sitting around with the family and even on the East Coast where it's wintry conditions and you don't got to leave the house and everyone can watch a first run movie it's what mm-hmm. I've been saying for years I would pay you know like what pay-per-view event type thing to have the family all around watching a movie that's first run in the home day and date i have no problem with a movie pass type subscription but if we have to do that times three then things get a little pricey you know if i need one for universal and i need one for Paramount, that's what i mean I need, right? yeah, that, yeah. that gets a little crazy so now we're paying more than cable that? and netflix can't technically support it um and they they have oversold everyone right now and um so I don't know. How do these guys do it? And they're spending, they're outspending Netflix by a lot. So without that theatrical money, uh, well, I don't know what happens, right? And where does that leave the James Bond picture? What's what's going on with that? You know, is this still going to release in theaters? Um, I don't know. I mean, that that whole franchise just gets, uh, I, that is the sluttiest franchise as far as streaming goes. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's on Hulu, then it's on prime video, then it's on Netflix, then it's on, you know, they YouTube throw a couple for free on right now for free. Yeah. yeah. And then on YouTube right there, I did that franchise gets around. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's, I don't know who the, I know it was on Pluto TV running up to April was the idea at, for the release right. of the film. And then it seemed to just be, those used to be very coveted and like they'd only be shown during the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, on TBS or TNT or or USA or something. And then they just got whored out. And even the rights, you know, now international, I don't even know who owns the rights now. I think Universal is releasing this internationally and Sony was doing the last five. So the the rights for a James Bond franchise have been all over the place. If you follow that, it's so messy. That's how they got away with making that Sean Connery one. Never say never again. The same year they were doing Octopussy because the writer from Thunderball had some sort of property rights over the story, and they remade. It's a fucking mess. That's some Hollywood. That's a failed studio. That's somehow. That would be like. I remember the Live Library. Yeah, L I V E with that triangle logo. Yeah, Yeah. it would be like those guys hanging on. Lionsgate ultimately bought a lot of that stuff. That stuff was auctioned off, sold off. It was split up. But. uh, but it would be like th- like them holding, being able to hold on to that. You know, that's what MGM kind of has done. Like they like they're a faltered studio, but they've been able to hold on to some of their properties. Yeah, like Rocky for some reason. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're still making money off. Oh, I think Rocky may have now gone to Warner Brothers because they're doing Creed, but that's not a here nor there. Well, sure, they don't release them themselves. They they whore them out, but they are um, they still own them, which is the crazy thing to me. Let's talk about Monster Hunter. This is the Paul W.S. Anderson. This is definitely not Paul Anderson of Boogie Nights fame's film. This is Paul uh, Widescreen Anderson. This is Paul Widescreen Anderson uh, <laughs> of Resident Evil Infamy. Um, oh, there's a couple of those I like. I like most of this guy's movies, to be fair. They're fun. Like Event Horizon, I think, is a kick-ass movie that doesn't give enough credit. I think it's okay. a good director, yeah. Yeah. So, he did Mortal Kombat, the original, which I always kind of have a goofy love for being a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, his movie, Monster Hunter, was released in... China hopes to do big box office there based off a popular um, Chinese property, apparently, an intellectual property over there. You read about this? No, you hear it's about a this video whole controversy? game. I don't think is it's it a Chinese video, video game. It's a video game, yeah. I thought it was, or maybe it's big in China. I don't know. They, apparently, they thought this was going to do huge um, numbers in the Middle Kingdom. I mean, my guess would be that it's like Korean or J- Japanese. And uh, there apparently it was deemed a racial slur 
or something mm-hmm. offensive to the Chinese, and they have now pulled the film from cinemas on its opening day and have banned it. And so it has a racial slur in it. Uh, something insensitive was said. Uh, it has uh, MC Jin, who is well, an Asian rapper. So, oh. And Mila, apparently his character, say? Maddie, said something. I'm not sure. Oh, I his they, character? Hmm. So, I, I, the thing here about <laughs> this is, look, are we, you didn't know, didn't that get vetted before it went out? So are you telling me, even in a well, communist in country, China, right? that the yeah. people are, cha- are getting the it. changes in movies and shit? Like, this is crazy. They have to definitely go through a censor's board. They won't allow it if it has too many cars in it. So that means that they, um, that it was canceled by the by, 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 the, by the, the public, I guess. Yeah, right. By the fucking that's people. That's what that would how, mean, right? How the democratic government is was that? Like, yeah, this is fine, but the people were like, no. Interesting, huh? Uh, I don't know. Are theaters that open there right now? Are they? Was that? Um, would that I don't be know. considered that, a good enough release? Like, how would you know if... Isn't it, that where fucking Tom Cruise saw a tenant with a bunch of people? Was he in China somewhere? Was it in China? Like, no. Was he in China was he? or was he in Australia? I thought it was Australia, but it could was have been he? China. For all could I know, f- it could have been China. It could have been Thailand. If there's he any, could have been in the UAE. I'm could telling anywhere. you. If there's any one human being that you don't know where on this fucking planet he could be at any given at time, any given Tom time? Cruise. Yeah. It's like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Tom Cruise is fucking Carmen Sandiego. We never knew this whole time. <laughs> where in the fucking world is he right now? He's probably snowboarding with fucking Emilio Estevez somewhere. Hmm. Anyways. In any case, I don't know. Let's talk about Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. This is The Godfather 3, which is being re-released 30 years to the day after its initial run, where it got a lot of shit uh, from critics, from Francis Ford Coppola, director, casting his daughter. Sofia Coppola, and uh, really for just how do you follow up The Godfather 1 and 2? That was kind of a fool's errand. Uh, I think looking back on it, I've never really had a problem with The Godfather 3. I saw it in the theaters as a kid because my, my only was a big fan. I think that's um, what the it's, thing is. But it's, it's, it's also, it's beautiful in a lot of ways too, and it's of a piece. It feels of a sure, piece. It, 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 yeah, it winds right? up the story. I, so yeah, I agree with you. I don't have a problem with it. It's just lackluster as compared to the first two. Yeah, I I can't yeah, I can't argue that, but I do think it has a couple sequences that are fun or fun mm-hmm. or or at least memorable. Uh the you know, the massacre at the board meeting sure. there with the helicopter, uh when Andy Garcia runs down uh Joe Montaigne on the horseback and murders him in the streets. I think there's a lot of interesting scenes there. I actually like that last sequence of Michael dying all alone in the in the courtyard. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what this is, what this re-release is. Lately, Coppola has gone back and tinkered a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I, I think he's rearranged, and there's a different book ending to it, and I guess there's a couple more scenes. So, yeah, I would imagine it's a few minutes longer. I'm always longer. fascinated with these... Uh, um, I don't know that this is a director's cut necessarily. Is this... It would be considered, but you know what? This was also altered when it came to video. He added a few minutes, I think eight minutes for yes, the home they video do that. release. I know he was notorious for doing that. Him and Kubrick did that. Well, he just as well, did this but... for the Cotton Club, which is available on Prime right now for free. I, I guess Lucas does it too. So yeah. you know, yeah, we all know. Go. But um, yeah, I'm absolutely fascinated, um, especially in older films. I don't really necessarily know how well this translates to newer stuff, um, but it must because they just fucking film everything. But they wind up with you know five and a half hour long. Um, uh, th- those and those aren't the director's cuts. Those are just the assemble cuts. 
You like that Apocalypse right. Now one, which was just so now. There's, meandering. There was a plane, trains, and automobile that was uh, f- like four hours long or something, yep. right, on the that first Paul assembly. Hirsch, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so these assembly cuts just must be um, uh, I mean, incredibly shit shows, by the way. I, I don't believe these would be good cuts of any of these movies, but I'm fascinated by them, that these things exist. And then the director's cuts will be parred down, typically half of whatever the the assembled cut is scripted yeah will be will wind up being the director's cut which i also find fascinating and then the studio cut will be anywhere between a half to 75 percent of what the director's cut is again i find that fascinating yes (laughs) and it works out about the same every single movie Mm -hmm. and i do the same thing i love what is going on I get, so I'm does that hold true today? I wonder mm-hmm. because today they shoot way more than they did back then. Obviously, they shoot digital, so uh, don't give a fuck, right? Just shoot as much as you want. Um, so I wonder what those what assemblage uh, or do they even wind up doing that at this point? Like um, with the digital stuff, is it just so quick that you don't get that? You know, they're editing on the fly. Yeah, I don't know. They're cutting on the fly. But yeah. I just have found that fascinating, especially with the older movies, uh, and especially with that time frame of, uh, we're talking Coppola right here, but Coppola, Lucas, and um, and, and De Palma, those, those kinds of guys who, who shot long form, very um, uh, rich storytelling, right? Like like big stories. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, I think grandiose filmmaking in a lot of ways. There you go, yeah. Everything they made had a certain epicness, and I hate to use that word because epic is such a oft used now for so it's a stupid term that's used now it was an epic weekend you know it's like no these films were epic they felt large they felt like they were part of a world that brought you in it felt lived in i loved films from mm-hmm. you know the 70s and 80s uh it got rarer in the 90s and even Set rarer decoration was better but it just it, it felt more like real it, it felt like this was all a, like a, you pulled you in because it felt like yes this was really how it was and like it felt like there was a knowledge behind it as opposed to just a product. I can't explain it. But, but think then again, about the same decoration of something like The Godfather versus a, a mafia-type movie that would be made today. Things would be very stark and very sterile today, right, in mm-hmm. the rich person's home. But back then, it was very um, full of knickknacks and... Um, Tchotchkes and I don't fucking know. Yeah, warm like, tones like rich and things, things like that. that people would buy. and It was just full of shit, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's just a different different landscape a different now. Time. But I would I'm curious to go back and see this because it has been about 15 years since I watched Godfather three last, and uh, I remember thinking at the time mm-hmm. I watched it probably about in 2005, and I thought like, oh this is this was maybe holds up a little bit better than I even remembered it, and I think it was kind of growing on me, and I meant to go back and look at it, and now we got some rainy weather coming up, but you know I'm planning on watching yeah. Scarface again, and I cause I've been gone on the Palma kick lately. I have wanted yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I've wanted to watch The Godfathers and Scarface again for quite some time, but that is an undertaking, and Isn't I it? just have not found the willpower. I would say more so than the time. I mean, let alone the time, but just the willpower to to go back and watch those. But um, well, this yeah, sounds fucking terrible. Wonderful but I kept cinema, saying, though. I mean, all mm-hmm. due respect to anybody out there who who got sick from this terrible virus, this coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking awful this, for me saying this, but I kept thinking if I get sick with fucking Corona, I'm definitely watching all the Godfathers, Oscar face, you know what I mean? Cause see, I'm yeah. watching all the gangster shit. I'm quarantining myself, uh, with all the, with all the epics, the, the three, four hour long movies. Yeah. Anything I mean, that would three hours plus I'll watch. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed. Give me dances that would, with wolves. That would be a Fuck good it. day too. Throw yeah. Pearl Harbor in there. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Hey, tomorrow's Pearl Harbor day, by the I way. Agree. America. Uh, listen That's to more this. Than America, but yeah. 
Listen to this little bit of news that leaked out. It was news. This is fucking grand saying this is news. <laughs> leaked out and you gobbled it up. Leaked <laughs> out today. <laughs> yeah. A year after Terminator Dark Fate shat the bed in theaters and with pretty much anyone that saw it. I think that you actually Poor kind of liked this one, right? Didn't you kind of like uh, Dark Fate? You know what? I've kind of liked all the Terminator movies in hindsight. So I don't know. What, what can I do with myself? I like Terminator, but yeah, I, I, I understand. You're forgiving to the Terminator Dark Fate like I'm forgiving to Rambo Last Blood, so I'm going to give you a pass on this one. I think it's like a, a, uh, it's a wash. I guess. I mean, uh, all right. Come on. You still haven't watched. Let me tell you this. Rambo Last Blood's director's no, cut well, on yeah, Prime yeah, is the I most know, violent cut. fucking oh, thing it's yeah, ever yeah. been done. It's not even true. The fucking number four has to be way worse. I, there's no way that number five. First of all, I just don't believe you. I don't believe the director's <laughs> cut number five I can't be saves it. I it can't be true. When we come to this I know it's on I my list. I'll watch it at some point, but I just I can't believe that saves it. Uh, that movie's not good. Well, uh, I feel the same said, about Terminator Dark Fate. I don't uh, think a director's so cut. I was just going to say that. We can argue. I, I guarantee you, we could argue to the, the, the damn frame by frame of those movies. <laughs> and I think, it would, I think it would result in a stalemate. So, fine. I'm willing to give. <laughs> it is a, it's a wash. Because I don't think a Terminator Dark Fate director's cut would do anything for this fucking movie. Because this is the director's cut, apparently. Because remember all the bickering between Cameron and the director... And uh-huh. apparently the the blood on the walls of the editing room, which I thought, like, who won that battle? Because this movie was way too fucking long. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I tried to rewatch it recently. I tried I to even know. give it another shot. And I get about an hour in and I go, fuck, Arnold's still not in this movie? I thought this was a Terminator movie. Where the I fuck? Still, I like Genesis. I even liked... Uh, Genesis is better. Uh, I was, at wow, least that's, that's got Arnold in it. I did not expect you to say that. But, at um, least Arnold's but I in Genesis, the fucking movie. Um, but I know what's wrong with them. Like, I'm not an idiot. You know, I'm well aware that they're not great. I even like the fourth one. And that's that God, one. Is I forget that exists. The, the third it's one was the last awful. one I could I'm deal still, with. I still like it. I can't. Like, I like Terminator. I can't help it. Well, a year um. after it shat the bed in theaters because no one, I mean, it really, it did. It underperformed big time and it, it shot down. Course, especially for Just, what it was. Yeah. 100%. I mean, it, Genesis ended up making, it was, it was a better received than this financially and, and with audiences. So, well, you got to do uh, something different. They, something the better. planned mm-hmm. sequel, though, was to have the Mackenzie Davis character now come from additional timelines and they were going to kind of set up this multiverse where. Oh, no. So that's yeah. a mistake. So I'm so glad that I didn't plop down my money for that one, too, because I'd have been in the sucker in line for for Terminator Dark Fate 2. Oh, I would have as well. Look, listen, the consumerization of this shit is what kills it, right? Ultimately, having a plan to sell more shit is the problem. Don't you don't need to have a plan to sell more shit. You need to have a plan to make a good movie. I don't know. It's not not even hard. It's not even controversial, right? I think everyone everyone says the same fucking thing. Whenever you bring up that point, and you do it often, because this kind of thing happens just after Terminator Genesis failed, they said, oh, the sequel was going to do X, Y, and Z. And this, so this, of course, every time often this happens, plan, and I right? always think about always a plan. what was said to us in film school, and there I get yes. it, I mentioned it in film school, so for the drinking <laughs> game, go ahead and take a shot. Um, oh. When our teacher, you know, people would pitch these ideas to the, oh. the professors, and somebody oh, pitched God. this thing, and the professor said, well, you don't have an ending, and he said, well, it's a trilogy. <laughs> And he said, you don't have to, enough story for one story. No. How do you the have a trilogy? You have to understand, oh, but the thing you have to understand about that is that, that that was Peter Jackson's fault. 
because that that was was on the tails of the fucking Lord of the Rings shit. And yeah, everyone, everyone in our film school had a fucking trilogy like that shit. And I remember, I remember what I I do remember that specifically when he said that, because I remember looking at that guy just being like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Really? That's your fucking thing? Like it's a trilogy? Like really? Like you're fucking, this is the problem with everyone. (laughs) And what happened? Everyone made trilogies. After that, <laughs> exactly. I seriously, series, everyone did it. Form series. And the funny like, thing is that guys, stop! It wasn't just mm. the Lord of the Rings at that point. Uh, well, it was Harry it, Potter and Pirates of the Caribbean um, had just come out. They were shooting had, two and yeah, three yeah. back to back, and everything. Yeah, was so there's definitely commercialization um, uh, for franchise. I, I mean, Fast and Furious. Obviously, Fast and Furious is the exception. That's a that rarity. Rule, I That's guess an outlier. Yeah, right. It was like the the one that you never expected to actually fucking do it. Yet somehow came back. Not only did it. But then, has last has stood the test of time. If, if you, you go will. back, I mean, and the dog shit. The, if you look at the releases <laughs> from the summer of two thousand one, when that movie came out, I think it uh-huh. came out in April or June. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and look at everything that came out that year, you wouldn't think that twenty years later, if all those movies from that entire year, that the fucking only thing that would still be going twenty years later is the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, unbelievable. It really is. It, from where that thing came from to where it is now is is pretty fucking unbelievable. You have to give it well, up. Well, the to relaunch where it was, I, yeah. I mean, the first one's excellent. The second one's a, a dip down. The third one is, I think, the, underrated. Still, really, yeah, the underrated one, really good. But it's so separated from the rest of the franchise that, um, I don't know. But that that third one, I think, gets doesn't get enough credit for bridging or creating the ability. For the rest of the franchise, because number four is fantastic. Number five yeah. is really good. Yeah. Um, Six, I overlooked the rest because of them are, it becomes a blur with seven and eight. Oh, but they, oh, because they become the law of diminishing returns. Because, kicks because in after by five. this time you've had GI, you've had the Hasbro, you have a Transformers, you've had GI Joe, you've yeah. had um, God, what else? You know, what else have you had? That's just random shit, and it and the Fast and Furious mm. franchise just kind of transcends into that. Which is just normal shit that you could see with anything else. It really loses individualism, you know, uh, around that time. Well, you know, I'm sad we never. First of all, the last thing I want to say about Terminator is that if you didn't see the television show, that was probably the best definitive thing they're ever going to do with the series. Have you lost your fucking minds, people? For everyone out there, and I hear this all the time, and you mentioned the Dark Fate, and people were like, oh, it's so fucking unoriginal. What are you going to do with the Terminator franchise? This and that. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Watch the fucking TV show and shut your fucking mouth because yeah. there's some there's shit you can do with all of this stuff, guys. This isn't fucking you know rocket science here. It, it, there's a commercialization problem that comes with this. Uh, uh, give people some artistic and not just like integrity, but freedom. Give them give them the artistic freedom to make some shit to maybe fail, but make something different you know there's too much there's that old adage of people want the same only different right right now we're just really focused on the same so focused like let people do something a little different please it works maybe well it might fail but maybe it might bring about something new we're, we're fresh for it at this point we've, we've had an entire decade plus of this shit to, to a degree where I'm watching the Dune trailer and thinking, my God, this could be any movie. Watch, Look at the original David Lynch Dune compared to this. This movie could just be any fucking movie right now. I, I'm, I'm 
fearful of what well, you the, want to talk um, about the the fa- the faceless blockbusters. Dude, I what's the name Matrix Four going to be like? Four, I'm three so or four scared. Movies from the last decade, and you would have forgotten that they were this gloss. Do you remember Cowboys and Aliens? They look the same. Yes, Cowboys and Aliens. You want to know mean, what, all this what shit. Dune looks like? Dune looks like what's that? Uh, that that, that Wachowski uh, siblings movie? You talking um, about Jupiter with, Ascending? Yes. Oh my God! Doesn't it look God, like you're that? You're kind of right. I was going to defend the, the Dune trailer, but you're kind of right about a couple shots. Dude, not only that, Max. I don't know, it I'm looks like d- so I'm kind of many... hyped to see oh. Dune. No, I'm I want to see it too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Look, I'm I'm a fanboy. I'm ridiculous. You know, cram shit in my ear. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll watch. You know, rub it in my eyes. Great. I'm still going to complain about it because look, this could be better. You know, I I just feel like. Uh, you know, we mentioned Lord of the Rings earlier. You know, Christopher Nolan came out with the Batman movies, Dark Knight hit, and everything's Christopher Nolan all of a sudden as well. You know, Zack Snyder fell into that um, fray and tried to do that shit with the rest of the DC stuff, and it it's failed miserably. Well, that's I mean, when it's um, not failed and when it's actually worked well, but when Zack Snyder has been is himself, like, when Zack Snyder was like, look, "I'm Zack Snyder, here's my movies," you're like, "Look Good. how well it's Zack Snyder's like." <laughs> I'm Christopher Nolan. It's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but Sam Mendes, who is a f- brilliant director, well, inked him well. for all the Bond films. And, and now look, we're, we're well. conundrum. The we're Bond stuck films with that. aren't that good. Those, these are the least memorable, really, Bond movies. They really uh, are. They're, they're, Skyfall uh, kicks ass. No. It's just so fucking glum. No, it doesn't, though. It's it's like... Uh, I don't it's know glum. This. I will say music videos. I don't really have a problem with music video stuff, but it's very much... Um, of the time you know it's very much it's very commercial is my problem with it and i and i love commercial uh, things it, but i don't I love the idea of we're just selling make it like this we're making a bond movie make it make it look and act like this like, like that's like Batman. not a way to do that that's not like you can be inspired by something and make something you know within that kind of a vision type thing but make it its own thing you know i just it really feels like it's top level uh, uh, management saying, "Do this, uh, make it like that." You know, more of the same, more of the same. Where's the different? People I want st- more of the same, only different. That's the adage. That's what sells. That's what works. I still think we needed Schwarzenegger to come back for the Conan sequel, King Conan. We get it's that off the late. ground. It's yeah, too no, late. It is. I know. We're giving up on that. I'm over it, anyways. At this point, I'm over a lot of celebrities at this point, including Schwarzenegger and um, any of this shit. I think they've wasted a. Uh, too much of everyone's time, you know, with a yeah. lot of stuff too. I the political stuff as well is just too much for me. Well, let's talk I about some reviews know. here. I was, let's talk about some films that <laughs> I know you've seen that I want to see. And and the first one that I'm dying to know about is the Tax Collector. This is the movie where Shia LaBeouf infamously got his entire chest tatted. He got like tattooed. A local, yeah, I don't because, know why. Because uh, he wanted because he needs he's a method actor and he went full Sean Penn. Well, and he decided right, yeah. to tatty, tat himself up because he's that committed to the role. I want to know, is this movie worthy of the of a tattoo forever on your body? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> is his performance good enough to warrant the fucking forever tattoo? Is the movie I mean, good I would enough say for his no performance? For any of that. I don't know of any performance that would be good enough to get a tattoo over. To well, be fair enough. Has, that being said... Um, um, how do I put this? I want to like this movie, <laughs> which means you didn't. Kinda. <laughs> um, Shia LaBeouf is fucking awesome in this. I'll say that much. Um, 
which should come as no surprise to anyone who's ever seen Shia LaBeouf in a movie. In anything. Um, yeah, my God. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous that he got the tattoo, but um, uh, but also, I don't know. He's, he's really good in the movie. Um, this movie feels... Uh, it doesn't feel... This movie's super cheap, and that's its biggest downfall uh, by far. And I'll, I'll put it... As clearly as I can, these guys are a uh, well, they're tax collectors, right? So they're a group of guys that go around, they extort money from other gangs within the within their area. Um, there's a tax for selling drugs, for doing whatever ex- illicit activities that they're doing. Mm. They collect this money, they give it to I don't know who. Um, I'm guessing this guy's father who's in jail, who's like the kingpin in jail. Um, But it doesn't make any sense, right? They must be giving it to someone else, you think. But I don't know. They don't really ever say or explain that. So the people who are extorting all these gangs, who are doing all these things, are like a couple of guys. Okay. Does that make sense to you? It sounds like Have a I already mafia lost you? movie because it's super cheap as shit. A mafia movie with nobody. It's like it was like it would be like if I'm the mafia boss in my town, I just go around with myself and like my brother <laughs> and like fucking dudes. It's like, dude, like, where's the fucking like? Where's the like? Who do you give this money to? What are you? What the fuck are you doing? Who's who? Like, where's your backup? Like, the, the basically the idea is that it's a new guy moves in on 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 them, and he wants to take over their tax collecting turf shit and 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 collect. That sounds fucking original. The tax or something else. Well, it's not original, but it's a. It's a. I want to like this. You should watch this movie. I want to like this movie, um, because it's shot nicely. The uh, like I said, Shia LaBeouf is really good. Um. I don't know the other the the other actors in this are really good, but it's 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 so cheap that it just doesn't make any sense. It feels like people, you know, making up a movie. It feels like a movie. This doesn't feel real. It feels fake, which is uh, really unfortunate. Um, because I want to wa- I want to like the movie. I it, it has a very mafia, um, esque thing going on with it. It's kind of like a Godfather type thing. Like there's like the they're going around doing these things. This doesn't pan out mm-hmm. to make any sense at all, which is unfortunate. So, so it, just doesn't, it doesn't live up to in a shitty movie, basically. Yeah, it just doesn't live up to um to the idea of, of what it is. It makes no sense. By the end of it, you're like, "What the fuck?" That made no sense. <laughs> um, but great performances, and I love the ride, you know, so to speak. But so you um, recommend it. Uh, yes and no. I mean, take it from there. I recommend it to you. I want you to watch it. To tell me. Uh, tell me if you feel not. the same way. You know. All right. Yeah, I'm, is, I'm is definitely going to watch. I, just, I, I, I feel it like exists. it's too cheap. I feel like if it if it had more budget, more money, um, and the money's on the screen, you know, you can tell that it's not the cheapest movie in the world. You can just tell where the money was spent. If that makes any more sense, you know. <laughs> Like you can see the money, but then you also see like, oh, we had no money this day. <laughs> <laughs> it was spent on tattoos just driving, in the fucking forties. We're just driving around in the car with Shia LaBeouf and, and this other guy talking some shit and this and that. It's like, okay, we had no money today, but that was their walk and talk scene. Later on, we had a car. shootout and we had money. Okay, I got it. You know, yeah, but but again, yeah, I just I I can't get past the idea that there's no upper level 
of the of the gang. There's no one that they're that they. What were they afraid of? Because in the movie, they're like, "Oh, they're twenty thousand dollars short." Oh no. Uh, oh no. What? <laughs> who, who were you giving the money to? Who's gonna come fucking kill you if you don't have the twenty grand? <laughs> just, well, just wait. There's like, gonna be a director. This other guy rolled here. up and shot a couple of dudes, and that's your whole fucking posse. Like now you're all by yourself. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know? You've never been so, a fan of David Ayer, to be fair, and that this is. I, ha- I am a recent fan of David Ayer. Um, not a longtime fan. Have not liked him for the vast majority that he does, but um, I don't Harsh know. I've, I've, I've warmed to him quite a bit. And this is a what's that? Harsh Times, the Christian Bale one, where he wants to be a cop. That's yes. a great movie. I mean, that's that's what I mean. He's made great. Movie. I've seen things. Re- I, I don't know. He, David Ayer's made some really dog shit movies, and he's made some really good movies. Yeah. This thing's like in between. I don't know if this could have been actually really good. And it was just a budgetary thing, or if he just fucked up the storytelling, I don't know. But the, the setups and payoffs are here in this. Um, a little bit on the nose, you know, you see it coming, but um, I don't know. Shia LaBeouf is just so good. He's fantastic. I mean, even, did that. you ever watch Honey Boy from last year? I have not seen it yet. I, I still recommend it. I, I still think that, especially if you like his performance in this, I mean, he it's such a, a change of character from what he's doing here. I think you would you would quite uh-huh. like it. I want to talk about The Way Back, which is the Ben Affleck basketball film. And it's really unfair to call it a basketball film, but it's directed by Gavin O'Connor, who did Warrior, which I, I just love. I adore that movie. I know you don't feel the same way about it, but uh, he's also responsible for uh, Pride and Glory, which I thought was real good, and and a couple other films, um, Miracle with Kurt Russell. He does I mean, he Obviously, he's done some sports films, so he knows his way around a sports film, but this is really about... I, I hesitate to say an alcoholic, but this kind of reminded me of like a Sidney Lumet movie where as much as it's about drinking, it's it's really just a look at this guy and just what he does in his daily life. And it kind of has this meandering way about it. And it's not the sports movie you think it is. And, and the script reveals things way late in the game and they don't really give him a reason of why he's doing what he's doing initially and, and I don't know the, the structure of the screenplay is different enough where I kind of went with it and uh and it may go on a little long because you might think it might end with the big game but it really doesn't that happens fairly early on and it's more realistic and um outside of a, a last shot of the movie which I thought was a little t- too on the nose I thought this movie really hit home and I, I thought Ben Affleck's performance in this whether it was informed by his recent admission of being an alcoholic and trans rehab i don't know but he's heavy set in this he's bearded and he's fucking good talk about good acting i know shia labeouf you were saying a tax collector these are two performances that probably won't get looked at when they're talking about oscars this year but these are the kind of performances that these are fucking good you know i, I know from ben affleck here this is doing solid work and i could just imagine what your guy's doing there in tax collector so it's kind of a shame that like they'll go for the showy thing and not something like like this, you know what I mean? As opposed to, what did uh, David Fincher call it? Affliction Winter and Spandex Summer, you know? <laughs> and The Way Back was released back in February. Well, I think that there's and, a... Or, did you have any interest in seeing this? Um, will you watch this movie ever? Or is this Oh, not on I will radar? watch this, yeah. This was on my radar for a long time, but I just didn't... I don't know, in some way, I'm kind of holding on to this. Yeah, I know what you mean. I like You know you got a good of- one. Yeah, I mean, yes, I like these indie types of movies. I really like them, um, and, and there's been a lot of them. You know, Karen Knightley, when she puts out one like this, I 
just savor it because it's always guaranteed to be really good. She picks good ones. I don't know why. She's great. Um, but yeah, but especially sports ones like this uh, can be very good. So I know. Like I said, I yeah. know you didn't like Warrior, and I, I, this is Gavin O'Connor and like Affleck Warrior did the accountant Warrior, together. Yeah, Warrior is okay. very on the nose, and it's very in your face with a lot of things. Um, yeah. That being said, I, it's not like I. I got a love for it. I well, love I Warrior. I say that I hate Warrior. I don't love it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop it. I love that fucking movie. It makes me tear up thinking about Nick Nolte in that scene. No, I, I the, just can't. The beach scene kills me. I know. There's plenty of stuff in it that I think is too much. It's over the top. I love it. Um, I'm a sucker for it. But I don't know. Well, I. I think that's why enough. I responded so much to this, though. But if, if like, this character but is, what like, is, you this, know this guy. What is this movie, then? What is the point of this movie? I can't really tell. The only way that they Ooh, sold it, it the only it? way they can, they hold back. I've seen the trailer, so I, I get the I know, idea. but they're not giving you everything. Mm. I mean, he is a str- he's a, he's an alcoholic who is barely getting by. Uh-huh. He basically is a functioning alcoholic. Right. He works on a construction site. He gets off. He gets fucking hammered until he blacks out and he gets so up, is... takes a shower, goes to work, and then he gets offered to coach this basketball team at a school where he was once the shit at before he blew his life. And he's like, "Fuck it!" But it's not the movie you think it is. There's a lot of more shit going on. There's a lot. There's a lot of unanswered things. That's why I it's kind it of out. messy. It's kind of messy. This is a sequel to Jersey Girl. <laughs> he's mourning J Lo the entire movie. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. That he's, makes me want to see it even more than that. Actually. Yeah. It's not. What, it's not what it was advertised. That's which, great. Which actually made me. I was gonna see it in the theater because I like Gavin O'Connor and I like Affleck to some extent. But mm-hmm. this was right when COVID hit. This movie came straight you know out on on digital almost immediately and i hesitated to watch it because i thought i've seen enough you know high school basketball movies i've seen sunset park and all those kind of even the indie ones and you know i've seen enough of that shit and i was really surprised i was really surprised here yeah that's definitely the issue i know as much as i just proclaimed you know indie films indie films um I don't know. There's I, I have to. Have, there's a timing with those. I, I definitely have to be in the mood. It's a mood. I have to want to watch them. You know, specifically if we're talking indie genre movies, which this looks like, it would be. So yeah, I gotta get. I gotta be in the right mood to watch these. Yeah, but they're really good, I, especially dramatic good. drama wise. Like yeah, he's got a scene where he cracks in there. Uh, where, you know, I don't want to. Where he's in some trouble with the administration and his back and forth of like fuck you and like please don't is like kind of heartbreaking in a way you know you see like the cracking of a man and like it's always tough to see a grown man like you know in a pathetic state it so it's just it's good but he's got um, a great crack so yeah he does that very well he's a good actor I think an underrated actors we all got lost in the the Geely J-Lo era you know, the, the, the like butt of the Geely. joke <laughs> I liked it too although I watched it recently on a plane couple years back and i don't know if it was on the plane because it was a bumpy ass flight but i just was not digging the fucking movie it's long and i was like i remember liking well, it this. is long and it is it is fucking long it, it is a bit of a mess but i still like julie yeah I, i'm not against it i'll say that tell me about new mutants this was also a covid release in the theaters kind of the highest grossing movie for a while there during covid it's like code. every time you say code i feel like you're gonna say canon i'm like ooh, what was a canon release <laughs> 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 like goddamn what corona we got that my, my, my corona um, um yeah with new the new mutants um yeah you can tell why this failed uh just watch for five seconds um i don't it's just not that it's exactly what you think it would be I guess it's the best thing I could say it. Is it worse than Dark Phoenix? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Um, well, it's not as glossy as Dark Phoenix. 
That's even worse. I like the, that's as, the only thing I liked about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> it is as boring as that. Um, um, yeah, God, I don't know what to say about this. Um, it has a, a great cast, I think, but they are underutilized at best. Um, and it's just a real, ba- it's everything you think it would be. It's real basic, you know? They're mutants. They take them, they put them in a insane as- or an asylum type situation and they uh you know talk about their mutant abilities oh man and what do you think that would be like yeah well that's exactly what the movie's like and one of them uh, has like a an an amazing ability great you know and it makes people see things or she does i (laughs) it's unoriginal you know it's just it's so um boring i don't think i would want to watch um any more of this uh, than already exists. Um, not to mention there was um, ah, what was the one? There was the effects uh, one. Um, there was a show just like this, right? Um, right, right. X with, class with the, or some shit like that. No, 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 no. no. Was, me, um, I can't think of oh, the name. Oh goddamn! I can't think of it either. It was a. Uh, um, Come on, it's in there. X is in there. You know. Um, Get it. Um, Pull it out. Yeah, um, come on. Who was in Give that? Give it to me. Um, I know. Mute, it's right there. I can't do it. Mutant no, 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 it's not Mutant X. It is Mutant, Mutant X. X. Have you seen Mutant X? <laughs> if people are screaming right now first into the all, fucking their headphones saying you morons. The fact morons. that you're saying Mutant X is fantastic because I want people what to is, go out there and watch Mutant X. Mutant X is one of the most dog shit fucking um, shows. And it's beautiful. <laughs> it is so dog shit. Please go watch it. There's like four seasons, I think, of it. It is wonderfully shit. Um, one of the worst damn things you'll ever see um, in your life. Um, but why, why is that stuck in my fucking subconscious? I don't know. Yeah, I can't tell you what the name of the um, the show that's the gifted. Who's it? No, it's the gifted. No, no, no. Aubrey Plaza is in it. It was an it was an effects show here. I'll look it up right here. I'm telling you, it's the gifted. Um, it's not the it's gifted. Not, not the gifted. That's another terrible show. <laughs> I don't know what the gifted is. This is like what? Listen to my parents. Um, I know I have such a bad um, like like I can see all the people I can see everything in it. Um, It's a fantastic show. Where is it? How old is it? Is it really this old? A couple years old, man. I mean, everything's old now. They're not shooting shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. But where is this? Where is it? Where to go? Where is this show? What is this show called? What is it? Yeah, you're not going to find it. It's lost. It's like, it's the Mandela effect. It's like no, the oh, Sinbad Legion. movie that everyone thinks. Legion, that's what it is. Legion. The whole fucking time we were thinking of Legion? That's like the most generic fucking name there is. No, Let's it's Xavier's on. son, right? Speaking of X-Men, fucking um, generic and titles. Um, it takes place inside of his head and stuff. It's a fucking great show if you haven't seen it. Um, there's not. three seasons of it. Oh, Jesus. Do yourself a favor. Um, three really, seasons? Three seasons of it. Do, it's But they're like half seasons, you know, because it's one of those. I think it was an FX show. That's still like 30 episodes. Um, yeah, exactly. So and Those are hour-long <laughs> episodes. Yeah, like 40 minutes, bro. It's fucking TV with commercials. <laughs> Who the fuck it's, got it's not three HBO. days to kill? It's fucking it's cable, all right? It's like 42 minutes. An HBO minutes. hour is a solid fucking hour. I know. Hour. That's so a, these, that's are, these, are, these are cable hours. They're 42 minutes. God. That's a significant difference. Um, it's really, difference. really, really fucking good, though. Um, I No joke. Like, really good. Uh, New Mutants. 
sucks balls. Yeah. Watch Legion. Do so favor if you haven't seen it already. I think you um, may have made the DVD or the poster with that quote. <laughs> sucks balls. I think they might just attribute that right to you, the movie Mavericks. Uh, great um, actors in it, though. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got a good cast, um, but it's sat on the shelf for two years, and I'm sure you can see why, right? Uh, yeah, you can see why. Just watch it. It's not very good. Let's talk about in the line or just line of duty. I always want to call this in the line of duty. That's in the line of fire. That's a different one. Yeah, that's right. That's in the line of fire. Thank you. Great line of duty. Uh, This is the Aaron Eckhart star that's directed by Stephen C. Miller, who's done a lot of direct to DVD and some theatrical films. But uh, this one, I think, is a is a high point for him in that this story. It's kind of a diehard with a vengeance in that it's told. I think this is told in real time, and it's uh, more or less. Stays with a cop in Alabama, I believe it is, and he's after a bad guy, and that's kind of the whole movie. But it's got this energy and this funness. It has a '90s action feel to it. Um, it really does. It's shot yeah. very fun. Uh, yeah, and Fluid, uh, moves. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, Aaron Eckhart as an action hero. You know, yeah, I Frankenstein failed, but this movie's great. So he's great in the role. Take what yeah. you will. <laughs> he plays it um, perfectly. He's got a little uh, back and forth with this with his kid. Yeah, is this you know, kind of a cop that's just an asshole? He basically is an asshole. Uh, he's a John McClane. Is it not John McClane? Is it not a young John McClane? Kind that's of, what I'm thinking the whole time. Uh, I mean, yes, but he's not as um, uh, he's not as good with the snark. He's more angry. I feel. I feel he's more of an asshole. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, because he's um, you know, very like like Bruce Willis is a little more smooth with the comedy and the snark and stuff. And he's a little more like like angry, like ah fuck this, like I can't deal with it, ah get out of here. Um, but regardless of that, it's a very fun movie, I thought. And they um, they go on tan- when we first talked about this, I I, I kind of mentioned they go on tangents and stuff. Like they don't really necessarily have a full movie here, but there's plenty of a- intermediate action, intermediary action. I don't know what would you call it. Like you know when they when he and the girl are driving, they get in the car wreck. It, it works. Though, it has nothing to do with the movie. Going on. I it know, works but fantastically, like, but it has nothing to do with the movie. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of it's wall to wall action, but it has it's kind of like a day bars. in the life, and my life is <laughs> yeah. fucking nuts. You know, <laughs> it, but there's a certain energy to it, and it's shot extremely well. I mean, they do a lot on a, on a, oh, what it, for I the would budget. Is a limited budget? Yeah. Tell me that this movie does not look four times whatever the budget is. Yeah, they they looks this like they spent a lot of money over on this. Again. Yeah, exactly. I thought Chips oh, was a beautiful oh. use of what they did Chips there. Chips is a fantastic use of, of of its budget, and I this movie as well, just wow. Kind of a little gem. I don't think enough people could see this. I want to give this a plug. This is on Amazon Prime right now. Starts Aaron Eckhart. It's called Line of Duty. It came out just last year, and uh, it's. I think it had a small theatrical release in some uh, independent film houses, but this is not like this is not your. Bruce Willis directed DVD where no one's trying. Like everybody is on the same page here, and it looks like they they were, knew what they were doing. And like I said, I think it most reminisce reminds me of Die Hard with a Vengeance. It has that guy running through the city um, with yes. kind of a lot of shaky cam, but it's not shaky cam in weird, the way that where it's of, obnoxious. But it's a lot of fucking action, a lot of a lot weird of interaction weird with the people. Yes, I like when he when he broke into the the kind of the uh, feminine uh, I don't know bodybuilder guy. Bodybuilder really beat his ass. But, yeah, but he was like kind of effeminate. He was like, well, he was obviously gay, but um, 
uh, th- like him, I just like that. that guy is a character. <laughs> he was just like was fantastic, and the way he would, like he made him talk about his ass like before they would went on. Um, yeah, and the sidekick girl who I borderline not really that great of an actress. Um, I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you being nice kind of plays off him really well. And I thought that even the little throwaway kids, like uh, or the characters, like the kid who wanted to talk about LeBron. And in uh, in Jordan, you know who the best was, and like they're kind of back and forth and all that. I just thought like there's a good little interactions throughout where you. I think this is how they did it in the '90s. It was like when he broke mm-hmm. into that house uh, where the the bodybuilder, the cross dressing bodybuilder. You think that like this is the kind of like interaction like they feel like this person lives here that they came into the story here and they're going to exist when they leave 100%. the story you know what i mean like it, it's not just for this scene it felt like oh this is like this person was existing this guy broke into this thing and they're out of this scene and i just missed that. that's how movies kind of always used to be growing up they'd have memorable characters mm-hmm. throughout and not just centered on one person and uh, i think we've got to make a mark that. on you like that was that was an yeah. entire scene and you remember um, again it. unnecessary for the actual movie but that entertaining scene doesn't need sequence. to exist. Very entertaining, yeah. A character that that made a mark on you, and uh, and he as a as the hero character got to have some movement forward, even though he wasn't interested in all this extra crap that's kind of going on. You know, he has to wade through it to some degree to get to the next clue. Um, so yeah, just a fun movie, I thought. Fun movie, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and one that isn't fun is Speed oh. Kills, also available on Amazon Prime. What? This is one of the 72 movies you? that John Travolta released last year. And if you didn't catch all 72, that's okay because neither did I. In fact, I chose to watch Speed Kills instead of watching The Fanatic, which uh-huh. you've recommended uh-huh. to me for upset. three years Little now. I know upset. you are. I know. That's why I wanted to get the elephant because on the Because The Fanatic is the good, and he's good in it. He's good in this. This is my problem. This movie doesn't I know deserve he's John Travolta. Travolta. He's always good. He, he doesn't. This movie doesn't deserve the skill Travolta. You know what happens in this movie though? I find myself in HD watching John Travolta's filler and Botox fight against him to emote because now his face has become frozen in this weird look half the time from his upper lip stiffness to the wigs that he's wearing. He does have a fat face lately. And he's, he's, I don't know if it's HGH or what the the fuck is going on. Yeah, but he still has the eyes. He He has the eyes and the voice and he uses his body well to to do certain things and he carries a certain weight. I'm not joking physically. I mean like he has a certain presence in this movie. I know what you mean. That that it deserves to be matched and the opening sequence has Tom Sizemore. You go, oh fuck. Wait, This might be a real movie. Yes. This might be a real movie. Wait, when does this movie, this is old movie. Kellen Lutz is in this movie. There's a lot of fucking people in this movie. It just never gels. It also is set in the late 60s and they don't have the budget to do period. So it all looks too fucking modern. This, Really, it's a huh. story about the guy who invented the cigarette boat. But you wouldn't know that by watching this movie because that's a little throwaway aside because they're not interested in that. This is like if Lord of War got reconfigured and would blow. Th- it would be this weird fucking concoction of this movie. And it's so... Yeah, that's a, it's weird, such a, simple uh, that's story. a weird thing you just said. <laughs> it, it's a simple story told confusingly. Do you know what I mean? It's all fucked up. For no reason. It's straightforward storytelling. There's one sequence that works, and the rest of it is shit. And I couldn't believe I, was, I, I downloaded it and watched it on a fucking plane, and I was so mad at myself <laughs> at my piss-poor selection. I really was. But it's got Esposito in it. 
in two scenes. I love Jennifer Esposito, especially Where's in Summer at? of Sam. Where's she been at? She's a babe. I, lo- I think she's a great actress, and I loved her in Summer of Sam. I think she's really, really good and, and sexy in that movie. This, she was neither, and watching her even kiss John Travolta for a second, just... That upper lip don't move. No disrespect to John Travolta. Hell of an actor. But that, I know what you mean. What watch, is he watch doing? Watch the fanatic. Watch the fanatic. I want to watch It'll the fanatic now. It'll change your mind again. I'm also going to watch Trading Paint, that terrible fucking racing one he's got I on there. I want to see that one too. No, you don't, okay, but I'm no, going to no. watch it for us. Listen. I'm going to watch it for but us. I'm going to take the hit. But he races boats in this one, right? Speed yes, kills. Yes, the other one he races cars. So, okay, but, yes. but does he race boats in this? Yes, he does. And... Is it awesome? <laughs> no, because they what? can't afford. Because it's set in the '60s, bro. But they can't afford to, the period shit. I was saying, so they just show close-ups of him going, "This is great." You're like, "What is the?" That's such a. It's such a oh, small part. Man. The boat racing. It's not. That's, that's so why I downloaded it. I know because the actual guy yeah, is that's so what, interesting. I, if you read the thing about, it, it's like he's it's fucking not. crazy boat racer. You're like, yes, I want to see that. It's, no, it's it's it, it kind of is, but not really. It's more of the mobs moving in, and he's got oh. you know Maya Lansky's doing this. James Remar's in it, who's actually like Travolta is trying. Everybody's trying. Well, Nothing comes together it for me. Terrible. He doesn't race boats. Jennifer Esposito's barely in it. I don't want to watch anymore. And yet, neither is Tom Sizemore, who you know everything could use a little Sizemore. I don't care. Isn't he Sizemore dead? could probably use a little Sizemore. Is Tom Sizemore still alive? No, it's amazing he's not, though. How the fuck did we lose Tom Petty, but Tom Sizemore's yeah, still is alive? Tom, are you sure Tom Sizemore's still alive? Positive. Positive Tom Sizemore's really? still alive. Really? I always feel like there's a, a, a... I always feel posthumous or whatever. I don't know what that word is. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, po- post- you know? Posthumous? All I'm saying is uh, um, the relic's really good. And I think he's The relic that, is good. So. Um, but you know, if Michael Madsen's still alive, then Tom Sizemore's still alive. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's barely hanging on to Michael Madsen's like a cigarette in human form. Oh, I feel like you know Michael I mean? Madsen in real life is basically living in the trailer that he was in Kill Bill 2. I, think that was, oh, like, sure. I feel like that was it. Like that was the real life. I feel <laughs> like if, if Mike, you were to meet Michael Madsen, like you'd smell the nicotine stench from about 30 yards away. Like, oh, is that Michael Madsen? I smell like a walking pack of big red. Tell me about Mile 22. I saw this movie in the theater. Tell I gave you a mixed reaction. And, uh, and I'm curious because you finally oh, caught up to it. Man. So, yeah, it sounds like you're stuck with me that you want to like Look, it, but I, just, uh, it doesn't give you a lot of things to like. I absolutely uh, love the, 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 Wahlberg, uh, well, the Mark Wahlberg-Peterberg mashup here. Um, I want nothing more than for them to continue to make movies together. Because when it clicks and when it works, it's amazing. This is dog shit. I, I just know the way to put it. Like this is worse than a David Ayer movie. Um, it's cheap it's, oh, in a it's weird way. It's cheap. cheap. God, it's no, so it's... badly written. Whoever wrote this, the snapping of the of the the, uh, the rubber uh, band the rubber is so band. annoying. Um, all the characters are stupid. I don't like anyone in this movie. Um, I thought the first the scene way they tell really this well. movie though. I don't know, man. I with the inter in, uh, interrogation. No, no, with just, the house, uh, with with the house on the street, and the wrong address, and they no, were. No, doing I the, get what you know, you're saying. I'm saying with the movie in general, like just with the, with the way that this movie's told. Um, I don't even know that this is a movie. I don't even know what this this is a story worth telling or anything. It's not a good movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just fucked yeah. up. You know, it's just not very good. It's not good at all. 
Well, there's some good action sequences in it, and Wahlberg is... Yes, okay. It's acted well. It's directed well. Great. The uh, this is a script problem. Whoever I don't know who read this fucking script and said this should be a movie. They were gonna make it three of them. Talk about oh, the, the, the Jesus, trilogy problem again. Yes, they had sequels already lined up. Oh, absolutely horrible. I would never in a million years have read this script and and, and been able to tell anyone this will make a good movie. It's god this is awful. Why I was so impressed that Spencer Confidential was was the best movie that so Netflix had made too. up to that point. God, yeah. I love Spencer Confidential. <laughs> I think I'd rather watch so that good. again than ever watch Mile 22 again. But you had mentioned um, earlier uh, um, uh, a couple other Berg. Um, well, Deepwater Horizon is fantastic. Deepwater Horizons is absolutely Lone Survivor's amazing. Survivor's fantastic. Lone Survivor's great. Um, the uh, uh, I even think the the Boston Marathon one was pretty the good. Patriots Day, Patriot is fucking fantastic. Game, uh, Patriot Games, yeah. that's a different movie. Well, that's a yeah, exactly. That's yeah. an old movie with Harrison Ford. But well, I that's think a good that, movie uh, too. But yeah, but right. But the, I think you have to agree. I think you're a big bigger Peter Berg fan than I am. But um, but I, I, I like Peter Berg quite a bit. But the, this, the Mark Wahlberg Peter Berg mashup. These guys working together, um, they seem like a perfect fit. Yeah, it's a good it's a good pair. I don't know necessarily how, but I think the starkness of the way Peter Berg directs and the starkness of Mark Wahlberg's face, I don't know. I can't really figure it out. But but his acting, his directing, they work well together. They I think they have a good there's a good star director chemistry that you saw back in the day with like you know, people that work with people they're comfortable with. I don't think it was there with Wahlberg and Michael Bay. I think that there was something off there. I do think the pain and gain is underrated you know, for all the years I talk shit. I've gone back to it many, many times. It grows on me every time. I love paying but the, the Transformers <laughs> movies he did sure. are abysmal. And I think that with Peter Berg, there is a certain no nonsense, cut the meat, cut the fat off. We're going to tell the story straightforward. Mark- and I, that's what I like mm-hmm. about a Peter Berg movie. There's Robert not a Kenny lot of Moat. extraneous shit. Oh, that's true as well. But, but, but Peter Berg knows how to get straight to the emotional stuff. Straight to it, no fat, as you say, but he, but it's still emotional, right? For all these movies, um, and for any of the situations uh, or any scenes in the movies, he cuts straight to it and gets right to the point, you know, whether it be emotional or not. And Wahlberg emotes very well, but if you're not careful, will over emote and will be a mm-hmm. crybaby. You can't let and him it's run really wild. annoying. And yeah. so, for whatever these two guys together, the masculinity, whatever it is, um, the machoism, you know, um, it, it, like the emotional. Uh, aspect of whatever it is that they're making plays out in a masculine way that feels very real to me. Or, or, and at I, least, I really think I don't know, smooth these, and, and, and right. These guys, I don't know if they were looking for a franchise and that's why they did Mile 22, but with their real franchises <laughs> yeah. and their real bread and butter is to keep making those fucking Spencer Confidential movies. That is their perfect fit for director and star and to do a little mm-hmm. a little something those are i think that was such a fun throwback and uh and, and really the best time i had watching a movie this year so far i really really enjoyed that movie more than i, I thought i would um, yeah i mean i agree tell I, me I, about like tremors i want to know about tremors because shrieker island is was being kept under wraps as having a big surprise ending yeah. and tell the world what's I mean, going I on tweeted in about it, but uh it's real sad um so yeah so michael gross burt gummer is no more he has lost I've that annuity the for you, haven't i yeah i guess really i don't have. know um After i could I, I, I tell you this about it um 
the sixth one, the the uh, I can't remember exactly. Ah, the titles are stupid, but the the ice cold in hell before cold this hell. yeah cold day in hell whatever, um, was a much better movie than this, and I, in my opinion, would have been a way better send off the way they had that whole thing set up than this movie. Uh, this movie is just standard nonsense, whatever tremors. Um, uh, John Heater is like the guy in this thing instead of his son, um, uh, Jamie Kennedy <clears throat> and the other ones. He's not in this. It says like John Heater shows up as just this other guy and it takes place on these islands and it's kind of a, you know, I guess a Jurassic Park type vibe to these things where these guys go out on this island. They have these tremors that they have uh, um, that they're going to hunt. And so it's a hunt movie. But of course the creatures turn on them and eat them up. And uh, in the end, Burt Gummer gives up his life in a non-spectacular way to save the rest of the people. It's kind of like, eh, you know, um, it's just not very well written. It's whatever, a, a throwaway uh, it's three o'clock uh, p.m. in the afternoon sci-fi movie that you would watch, uh, which is unfortunate because the one before this um, uh, was actually written well, actually had something to it a little bit, had a little twist in it. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like this is a, a, a wasted movie. I guess well, I after would seven say. movies in a television series, I think Michael Grossman probably had enough of this shit although i bet it bought him i had enough of it what else is he gonna do Uh, he's burnt gummer like i don't they we could have done a better send-off than this um it just felt like this was kind of a eh, you know i'm done um and to be fair he's not young so So i don't don't blame him for being like yeah you know i'm done if that's what happened i don't know what happened so does john heater take over the franchise now i highly doubt it he's he's really Uh, He's in the movie, but he's not like any major character in this. So there's just no, this is a standalone throwaway movie as far as anything goes. So it's weird to have him killed off in this um, when it just doesn't matter. Like there's not much of a storyline here, especially when the one before had, um, had a a really good storyline with him where he was actually dying already in the one before this. Um, And they saved him. (laughs) Like, why do we save him to kill him? (laughs) Yeah, they saved him in the in the one before this. I won't give it away if you haven't seen the one before this. is really um, uh, surprisingly uh, good for one of these. What do you mean uh, you won't give it away? He makes it through and dies in this one. You just give no, it but away. I won't tell you what what happens in the in, in, right. But but there's a there's a um, uh, there's a whole twist thing. Uh, well, it's not really a twist. I I just won't tell you exactly what happened. You have to watch it. You'll find out. Oh yeah, you get through all seven of I mean, these. There's things. never a worry in the other one that he was going to die. Really, you know, um, I mean, there was never were, actually. Were you a, surprised a, when he died in this movie? A little bit because I never, I didn't know about about it necessarily, and I didn't, I hadn't read anything about this, and it's so fucking dumb. You don't expect. I thought that's it. how they were selling it. Was kind of his his last go round, you know. Were they? I didn't really watch much of yes. anything about it. I, mean, I just knew new trimmers. I must watch. Um, but <laughs> I don't need to, you don't need to sell me. You just God, Universal's marketing yeah. team loves you. <laughs> Trimmers. Like, New all right. Trimmers must watch. Put it on. What are you, I mean, talk about going back go. to franchises. That fucking thing is 31 years old, that franchise. And it's been directed DVD since 1996. Mm-hmm. That's had more 
sequels on DVD than it, I mean, it had one theatrical release and it's been directed DVD, I think, <laughs> since 94 or 96. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But some of those well, are real fun. I uh, this is by far the like worst it. one, so I just think it's unfortunate. I like the early ones, the two and three. Those all of them are good. Yeah, two, three, four. Yeah, um, yeah five. And you know, they're all good except for this one. It's unfortunate. They get a little wacky. Tell me about Peninsula. I want to know about this, the sequel to Train to Busan, the highest grossing film, uh, you know, abroad for quite some time, the zombie movie, right? Or is this a vampire movie or a zombie movie? It's a zombie flip, oh, These right? are zombies. And you love this Train to Busan. I mean, I've been told to watch this constantly, and I put it off because I'm not a big zombie fan. I like some of the films, like 28 Days and Weeks Later and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Is this worth is Train to Busan worth watching, and is this a decent follow up and also worth watching? Yeah, if you haven't seen Train to Busan, um, I cannot recommend it enough. Really, even to a person um, that doesn't this is, care for zombie films. Oh yeah, definitely for that point. Look, look I love the the Romero stuff, um, and this is uh, very close to Romero stuff, but it's um, action neat, more actiony, more action packed. I guess I would say, but also includes the. Uh, the interesting look at what what zombies are kind of like I don't, I don't know how to explain it like the Romero stuff will have more of a of a high end like thought process to it you know um, for a lot of it like um, like Day of the Dead they have the, yeah. the zombies that they that they have uh, uh, the military is you know captured and, and they're fucking with and stuff like that that's kind of in these not so much these are more actiony um uh, are these Korean? These, these films? are Korean. Yeah. And these are massive um, hits over there. This is like the biggest really box good. office hit of the year over there. Is I mean, it, is this I don't, one, does this it's, it's hold funny. up? Oh, yes, absolutely. This one is, um, it's not as good as the as Train to Busan, but it's still good. When I was watching this, like halfway through, I just remember thinking, wow, you know, do zombies ever get old? Because you can always, you can just always make a good zombie movie. Yeah, there's been you can make so shitty ones. Them. Believe me, you can make shitty ones. Oh, this is These a, are good bunch. ones. Yeah, there's a bunch. I know. There's a lot of zombie movies. These are good ones. It's like it's like watching and you remember. Oh, this is why I like zombie movies. This is why. Yeah, it's like when I see a good martial arts film again. You're like, oh yeah, that's is exactly. what I loved about it's this exactly genre. Exactly the same thing. You know? Yeah, so these yeah. are really good. And I couldn't recommend them more. Um, all right, I'm going to have to give you this I don't know what else to say I, about They're zombie movies, you know, uh, but they do remind me very much of, like, the Romero stuff. Like, this feels, has a very, feel, uh, uh, a Land of the Dead to it. I don't know if you want to remember that. It came out 15 years ago yep. or so, um, which was, like, I really love Land of the Dead. That was, like, um, the but, last but, one he did, right? Oh, was it? I don't I think know. It was 15 years ago. I don't remember all the different ones. There was too many zombie movies throughout the, all of the last 20 years. I can't remember. Um, necessarily, um, I don't know, but anyhow, I really like land of the dead. This reminds me a lot of that. Um, a lot of the same elements, but also the same kind of a look and vibe, um, as well. They have to go back. This is one where they go back into what's called peninsula. So this is South, the Korean peninsula is zombified and, uh, the, the rest of the world is kind of, is, is safe. They were, they were able to, to hold it here, but they have to go back in to uh to get some money <laughs> they're, they're gonna go rob something they have to have some money in there and send these guys back in to get this money and extract it out 
So who's not sold already? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a better concept than I thought it was going to be about. Yeah, yeah. so it's a really good movie. And of course, they they, they run across uh, people who live within this, who have done crazy things to survive. There's good people and then there's bad people and they have to deal with all that kind of shit. And it's very, uh, it's just very Romero-esque. I don't know how to, how to put it. If you've seen the Romero stuff, um, when you watch this, I think you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, and yeah, if you like the Romero stuff, you'll like this. See, the problem is, I'll never give this a chance because I'll spend too much time rewatching shit like Mile 22 or other things I know that I go, I'm going to watch this until I love it. <laughs> it just never happens. No, Mile 22 is not good. Just slap yourself with the rubber bands right in the face. Yeah, Psh, God, that man. was annoying. It was like, what are you doing? Did you miss a free throw? Stop doing that. It was not just that, that, that entire character. God. It was, it was, he did ass. a good job portraying it, but it was the way it was written. Like on, he was on the spectrum, obviously, or I don't even think he was on the spectrum. I don't know what the hell it was. That's what I got. He was like hundred percent normal. And then he, but then he did annoying things. What's going on with she dies tomorrow. This is a brand new release as well. Is this a horror film. What's, what's, what's the skinny on oh. this one? <laughs> you want to know about this movie, huh? Yeah, uh, it's you, got an intriguing title. Yeah, if you watch She Dies Tomorrow, you might die tonight. Oh goodness! Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was, uh, yeah, this is a, it's about a girl thinks she's dying. Um, she tells her friend she's dying, and the idea of that becomes contagious, and it spreads to other people. Oh, uh, this is, sounds terrible. <laughs> really? That's the best part of it. I mean, I thought that was like, well, that's interesting. I can watch that. that this is not so seen. slow and boring and stupid and fucking like one person dies. I swear to God, it's not even her. Actually, I don't even know if she film? dies. She might. Oh, yeah, for real. It's uh, it's too much. It's just too. It sounds like a bad so version of Countdown. That cell phone. Yeah, kind we of. Liked earlier um, in the year. I mean, kind of, if people just walked around like, oh, I think I'm going to die. Um, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's not um, it's not good at all by any means whatsoever. Um, well, we had a bunch of shit movies on the, on the podcast. Like, we've been going for like a month and we come back with this lineup. was like, what are you even watching? What are yeah, you watching? I mean, the best part, there's a, uh, Katie Asselton is in this movie and as, as well as Chris Messina for like a moment in the middle. Um, they're actually real actors. And uh, that's the best part of the whole movie. The rest of it is just, uh, is just nonsense. People walking around. Um, feeling like they're gonna die no it's like oh and guess what you find out at the end I of the movie I can get enough of that looking out the fucking window yeah, don't right even now. find out if they die at the end of the movie cause it's oh, that great. kind of a fucking movie cause it's an art house film yeah so if you wanna piss yourself off you know if I'm gonna watch an art house movie like that I'll watch Under the Skin again that's, that's a great a fantastic movie, movie and I think it should be watched more often um, and that doesn't leave anything to the imagination that. either it, that, that fills you you may have to be intelligent enough, I mean, I guess, to interpret things in that movie. Um, but I don't even, not even really, right? I think that movie's fairly straightforward for however weird so. it is. Yeah. I think that movie is uh, really underrated and not seen enough. And people should should definitely give that movie a shot, especially because it has yeah. Scarlett Johansson in a really so good performance in that. Oh, she's really fantastic in it. Yeah. So that's what I, you know, this, I guess that's the, the heights to which something like this would 
aspire to, but d- does not even come close. Yeah, that's unfortunate because you wasted at least an hour or your half of your life watching that movie. Oh, it feels like yeah. I, this movie's so slow; it's ridiculous. How long is this we didn't movie? Uh, we didn't have much praise tonight. I guess the ones we're recommending are uh, tax. Well, you kind of give a pass to tax collector. You really didn't recommend it, though, right? I'm not gonna give that one a recommend. Uh, I just can't. You know, I can't outright recommend it. If you like gangster yeah. movies, I would say give it a shot, but it is a very much shot on video, lower budget um, film. There are shootouts in it, but well, at least it has the, some action. The, yeah, there's some action, but there's not a lot of them, but they're not like those have money spent on them. Uh, so it's not, so the action isn't cheap, if that makes sense. But, the, but a lot of the movies just talking heads and stuff and whatnot and setting up and, uh, of um, what's going to happen in the third act. I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I'm still going to watch it, but I know you recommend yeah. Peninsula. We both recommend Line of Duty. I'm recommending The Way Back, and we're uh, you're kind of sounding like you're split on, like you said, Line of Duty and uh, Mile 22. You kind of give a passing grade to, correct? Eh, C plus. I mean, whatever. Line C minus. Mile 22, I guess. Why not? We'll, we'll treat it as the handicap and we'll, uh, we'll move it along. It has Mark Wahlberg in it. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a that's selling worth point, anything. <laughs> yeah, not much nowadays. Uh, and you were uh, you were not too hyped on... I was. I thought Speed Kills was fucking awful. Although, if you do want to see a committed <laughs> performance by a professional actor in a terrible movie, watch Speed Kills and just marvel how far Travolta has fallen in his career. The fanatic, um, watch it. It's, yeah, and really, She Dies Tomorrow, you said, sucked, and Tremors uh, also sucked. And New Mutants, yeah. I could have told you sucked from over here, and I didn't even watch it. Uh, I'd rather watch that Legion I'm show, surprised. so I'll give you this. I'll watch two episodes of Legion oh, uh, instead of wasting 90 minutes of my time on New Mutants just to give it a shot. I'd recommend I mean, Legion's really good. New Mutants is one of those movies that I'm surprised even got released. But quite honestly, I don't even know why that's what... Aside from the fact that uh, it, it does have act, name actors in it, or... or can we say name actors actors who are i don't know hot right now i don't are they i don't know has that anna has the 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 girl um from the queen's gambit in it um, Wait, and also from really uh, glass anna, and yeah split. from glass and from split and tyler who's taylor really joy good i can't remember quite yeah and Tan- the joy taylor joy taylor something like that uh, who's really great and really good in this she, she actually has a russian accent and shit in this uh, I, she's turned out to be an unbelievable actress. Has Maisie Williams in it from Game of Thrones and stuff. So it has people in it that, yeah. I kind of understand how you can put that face up there and, and, and maybe hope to sell a little bit. Uh, but the movie itself is just dog shit. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm going to pass because Dark Phoenix was my, uh, my last entry into the X Men world. And I'm just not that interested in those characters to go another round. I'd rather uh, spend I time don't watching you. something else. I just think that as superheroes, I mean, as burnout as I am on superheroes, those especially, I mean, those have been yeah. around since 2000, the X-Men. And now that we're off the central storyline and on these spinoffs, I'm just like to hell with it. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to wrap <laughs> up our show for episode 367. We went through a bunch of, bunch of random movies tonight, and we promised that we're going to keep watching all the shit so that we can tell you what to watch, what not to watch, or we can warn you at least that you're getting into shit. Uh, and if you watch Speed Kills after the, if you heard what I said about it, then you're on your own. You know, you're on your own. But I want you to watch it because you deserve it. And I'll watch the fanatic, and that way you can uh, we can trade horror stories. 
on the that next doesn't podcast. seem like a fair trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I went on that deal. I'm not going to lie. I get the upper hand on that one. That was not a fair trade. But I'll be back with you guys next week. We'll talk about... We, oh, we actually have uh, an episode about the Lost Boys coming up. We uh, did a retro have for the Lost, Lost Boys, Boys. And we do have that coming up for you at some point. We'll have that in the pack. And uh, we'll be back with you before the year is over. So speaking for Trevor Anderson, I am Jason Rugard. And we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage!